Proverbs chapter 18, uh, verse 24. What book did I say? What chapter did I say? 18. And we're going to the 24th verse. It reads and declares, A man of many companions or friends, man of many companions may come to ruin. But there is a friend. Everybody say a friend. Who sticks closer than a brother. On your way to your seat, look at somebody, tell them, game on, game on, game on. In fact, look at the next person beside you, give them a high five, tell them, neighbor. Oh, neighbor, don't go to sleep on the preacher. Come on, tell them. Tell them, tell, and then tell somebody, we got AC in here. Come on, tell them, we got AC. Amen. So listen, I want to talk about Jenga today, but before I jump into that and grab some principles that can bless your life, uh, I believe, I just want to talk about the fact that, you know, this week, man, uh, I had a personal sabbatical, you know, and it's one of those things where, you know, how many of you know that every now and again you need some me time? Come on, somebody. You know, some people think some people think that that it's selfish. Oh, that's selfish. You're trying to remove yourself. How many of you know you can't even love people effectively? Oh, I feel this thing. That's not even my preach. But you can't even love people effectively. You can't even minister to people effectively unless you get some me time. And if I was preaching this, I would encourage you to let you know that some of you, the reason why your life is jacked up is because you're not taking some pressing the pause button. And being able to reflect and being able to look at where things are and to be able to take a true evaluation. Come on, somebody at what it is that is taking place in your life. So uh, my amazing wife and she looks so incredible uh, with those faux locks in her hair on today. And printed pants and she says power to the people. Yes, power to the people with this afro too. Come on, somebody. But nonetheless, nonetheless, right, uh, we are, you know, my wife gave me the opportunity to be able to go away for this past week, went to our, our, old, our second home, Grand Rapids, Michigan, and spent some time and enjoyed, you know, just enjoyed myself and got back to the place where I was looking at myself and taking some evaluation, fam. And one of the things that the man them were looking at was, you know, just evaluating my relationships. Come on, somebody. You know, I started looking. I'm just like, hey, man, let me look at these friendships. Let me just do some inventory. Because every now and again, fam, that's one of the things that you got to really look at. You got to like really evaluate who is it that's in your circle? Who is it that's in your fave five? Like, are they, are they draining you? Are they hindering you? Come on. Or are they pushing and propelling you to go to what it is that God has called you? Thank you, Amen Corner, on this morning. Because I feel this thing. I just want to encourage about 15 people in here to understand that every now and again, you got to take an evaluation of your circle. Who's with me? And so, you know, during this time, man, I mean, yo, mans are grown, fam. Like, I just realized I'm about to be five years away from 40. I can't be out here lollygagging with everybody. Come on. The play school days are over. This ain't kindergarten no more. Come on. Y'all going to be real with me on this morning. There is no, it's no time for fooling around. We're not just out here, best buddies, you know, playing thumb wars and chilling and doing nothing, going nowhere. We have to evaluate our connections. 
make sure that the connections that we have are actually ones that are going to help us to go to where it is that God wants us to be. And so I have a couple scriptures that I wanted to read. Uh, one of them is, is the one that was for our passage today uh, or for our text today. In Proverbs 18, 24, Solomon, the supposed Solomon says, a man of many companions may come to ruin. And this is the A part of this verse. It encourages us to understand the fact that, you know, just because, especially in this day and age that proposes that we should have as many friends as possible. This Facebook generation, this Instagram generation, where we just liking everybody, we just accepting everybody. That's fantastic, you know, but we treat life like that. And we don't realize that the Bible encourages that it's not a wise idea to be in a place where you just have a lot of people hanging with you, a lot of people in your circle. And even if you do have people in your circle, you have to be ones, you, they, they should be ones who you have used discernment about. That's a lost art today. Can I just use some, some, some words that are ancient in the church, like discernment? Like, you know, it means to discern. It means to, it means to think about. It means to consider. It means to decipher the type of the, the, whatever it is that it's used in, the, in that context for. But in this context, with our relationships and our connections, you cannot go and build, as we get ready to talk about Jenga today, you can't build a strong life and build a life that... It does not topple over by just having each and having a whole bunch of people in your life that you have not considered and or carefully thought about are you with me on today and so every now and again you have to take inventory why is it oh and in fact you know what uh before i go there let's turn a few pages before this and look at proverbs still in proverbs chapter 13 proverbs chapter 13 verse 20 here it is uh, the Bible says, whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. Here he is talking about companions again and this whole concept of letting us know that whoever walks with the wise will become wise. In other words, it is the best thing for you to do to have people that are wise in your circle. You know that birds of a feather flock together thing? That doesn't just, we usually just use that in a negative context. We're like, well, you know, mm -hmm, because they did that because birds of a feather flock together. But you know, that principle is not just a negative thing. You can talk about it in the context of, you know, I want to surround myself and connect myself with people who are wise and who are going somewhere because that's where I'm trying to head. And many of us, we're connected to people that are going in the opposite direction. And what's happening is we are being pulled in two ways. Come on, somebody. Trying to go. In fact, Leon, come here real quick. This is, this is, this is what a lot of our lives look like. This is what's happening. Pull me in that direction, if you will. We're, we're saying we're trying to go this way, but we're connected to people who are constantly pulling up this way. And we're living in a tension. Come on. Where people are just pulling, striving to pull us in the other direction while we're saying that we're trying to go in another direction. But it got, we got to get to the place. Is anybody getting this this morning? Where we get to the place where we are intentional, intentional, intentional about those who we have in our circle. Man, if it's tension in my life, if it's tension that's happening in my life, let it be because God is putting some stuff in there to strengthen me. But don't let it be because it's some knuckleheads in my circle that are pulling. Oh my God, y'all don't want to be real with me on this morning. Let it not be because of some people that should not 
be there. So today I want to talk about Jenga. Everybody say Jenga. Jenga. So Jenga is this game that as you look at it, you know, the concept is, and I'm not going to do it because I know I'm going to fail and it's all going to fall over. But the whole idea is that you are supposed to choose blocks. Come on, somebody. From various places in the pile. And your goal is to take them out and elevate them strategically. Come on, somebody. You elevate these blocks strategically with the purpose of being able to go higher without falling over. And the whole idea is that the first person to make it tumble, make the tower tumble, loses. But the idea, the idea is, so the idea is that we are supposed to be in a place where we choose blocks and we put them, we elevate them based upon strategy with the desire of going higher than we are at the moment. And that's this whole idea. And so the big idea I want to challenge you around with Jenga today is that as you build your life, our lives are a lot like Jenga, where Let's say that these blocks represent the people and the relationships that are in our lives. And the first thing I'll note about Jenga is this, and then we'll just unpack it bit by bit. The first thing is that notice that all of these blocks are the same. All of these blocks are the same material and the same size in that, right? They all, there is, they, they all are the same and they are just stacked in various ways but they all are the same they are no different from one another and so although although they are different shades and although there are distinctions in the shades and the colors they all are still the same so the first thing I want to point out the first thing I want to point out is that no one is greater than another than anybody else some of you the way that you determine and decide to elevate people in your life is based upon the fact that you may think that you're better or greater than them. Come on, somebody. You and I, many of us, in fact, we thrive and we use the weaknesses and the folly of others as a stage to promote our strengths. And this is how we go higher is by looking at when people fall and trying to go higher consequently. But just like this Jenga game, all of the blocks are the same. Come on. How many of you know that we all are fearfully and wonderfully made? And so as I talk about what I'm getting ready to talk about, I just want to lay this foundation so you understand. Although there are distinctions, we aren't all the same color. We all didn't come up with the same background. We all didn't get here the same way. Come on, somebody. We all don't have the same hair type. We all don't do the same things for a living. But at the end of the day, we all are still the same. And we started from the same place. Imago Day, made in the image of God. And we all as a result of the sin of our forced parents, Adam and Eve, we all have become sinners. And the Bible makes it clear in Romans chapter 3 verse 23 that we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And there is no one who is righteous in that same Romans 3 chapter. There's no one who is righteous. So we all are in the same position. Come on, somebody say we're in it together. 
The fact is, and you know, in this and understanding this, because there are many of us who who uh, who who choose people in our lives based on the fact that we think, based on pride and based on who we think we are, the wisdom that we have in our own eyes, as opposed to the truth or the fact that, or starting from the place that we all are the same. Essentially, here it is, Romans chapter twelve, verse sixteen. I'm going to read this, and you want to encourage you to write it down. I tell you guys every week, Sunday should not be the only time that you are in your word and so i encourage you to write these things down take the notes of the points that will come up so that you can go home and you can also look at these romans chapter 12 verse 16 the apostle paul says live in harmony with one another do not be haughty everybody say haughty haughty that's another word for prideful uh the 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 word for haughty there in the greek is hoopselos it's the bible is written in greek hebrew and aramaic and and here in this part of the new testament it's written in greek hoopselos and paul is trying to encourage he's saying that we should not be individuals who think of ourselves higher than we ought you ever been around somebody that thinks of themselves higher than they should they, you, they, they think they are the best thing since sliced bread, but really and truly when you put one and two together, you know that that's not the case. And we oftentimes, we think of ourselves as better than people. He says, in other words, he's saying live in harmony with everyone and don't be conceited. Don't be prideful. Don't see yourself as being better than somebody else. Are you still with me? And then he goes on and he says, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Never be to the place where you see yourself as, as having arrived or being better than others or on a higher level than others. No matter how much education you may have. Yeah, I said education. There's some of us that feel like the, 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 uh, the, the suffix and the, 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 you know, you got more degrees than a thermometer. Come on. But I can show you someone with street smarts that will outsmart you any day. And many of us, because of our education or because of our status in life, we think that we are better than others. But the fact of the matter is, at the end of the day, we all come from the same dirt. Come on, somebody. And we all are going back to the same dirt. And you can't take none of those possessions. You can't take none of those degrees. You can't take none of that with you when it's all said and done. We all are the same. Are you with me? The, this this unity that's there and so we shouldn't see ourselves as higher than others and so with this being said this concept although we are all the same although we have distinctions the fact that we are all the same the one thing that we need to understand is that we need to get to the place where the positioning that we have with people in our life right we have to be intentional this is what i'm talking about with those who we use or we include in the construction of our lives are you with me so as we're building our lives like this jenga uh, puzzle as we're building our lives in this sort of a manner we've got to be intentional about how we use who we use and who we allow to be a part of the construction and so here it is as we're talking about this, although we are all the same and all this stuff, we have to be careful because, as I said, many of us are arrogant and prideful or we only can include people 
based upon their status in life or based upon the way that they look. We brought the cool kids personality and mentality, come on somebody, from out of high school and some of us still operate in this childish manner in this season of our lives. And if I could just look at what James says, I, I, you know, we're not, we're, we, we're not turning back flips or nothing today because I want, I want there's some of you guys right now that your life is crumbling and it's especially attached. Now I'm taking my time with it. It's especially attached to the relationships that you have or that you don't have. And many of us, we choose to include or exclude people out of our lives based upon their status in life, how they look, their position in society, the type of finances that they have. And in many cases, this is just selfish because we just want them in our lives based upon what they can do for us. And here it is in the text. Watch this. James chapter 2 verse 1 to 5. Uh, James says, my brothers, show no partiality as you hold the faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. He says, the Lord of glory. For if a man wearing a gold ring and fine clothing comes into your assembly and a poor man in shabby clothing also comes in. And if you pay attention to the one who wears the fine clothing and say, you sit here in the good place. Ain't that what we do in church oftentimes? We don't do that here in Surf City, thank God. But oftentimes, this is the scenario, this is the way that we do based on people's status, their financial status, how much they give to the church. Come on, I've been to churches where pastors have made people put their, they paste the tithe on the wall. Some of y'all are like, <gasps> they actually do stuff like that. And people get charged up or get treated with privileges or the lack thereof based upon, based upon. See, some of you guys, you think serve, the way that we do church at Serve City is the same way we do everywhere. And many of us don't realize that, no, there are, there are some environments where this stuff takes place. And this is why we are not to show partiality. He goes on and he says, you sit here in a good place while you say to the poor man, you stand over there. Or sit down at my feet. In other words, in a condescending manner. Because of the way the appearance of this person. Because of the financial status of this person. Have you not then made distinctions among yourselves? And become judges with evil thoughts? And we'll stop there. He's saying that partiality. Showing partiality based upon people's appearance. Based upon who, where they are in life. Is sin. And so can I give you point number one? As you're choosing who to include in building your life, here it is, point number one. This will be up on the screens for you. Don't show partiality to people, watch this, based on their appearance or the status of their resources. Here it is again. Don't show partiality to people based on their appearance or the status of their resources. We live in a day and age where people include, we include or exclude people based upon their status in life or based upon what they have. And many times this is selfish because we are desiring to leech onto people and many of us are codependent and we only will go higher or only will progress in life based upon the fact that we are connecting and leeching off of people. Who's with me and will be a witness in here today? But the fact is that if I can just tell you this, that oftentimes the people who we need to take us to the top may currently be at the bottom in our lives. 
Sometimes the people that you need to be connected to are not the people that you would pick in, that would be the first pick. Come on, somebody. They might not even be. There are some people who are broken your life right now, but at the end of the day, just wait a little while, baby. Some stuff is going to shift and going to turn, and you're going to miss out. And then a lot of us, we want them to try and include people in our lives. Come on, somebody. Oh, I always knew you were going to be something. Y'all don't know anybody like that. They punked you. They talked about you. They said you were good for nothing. But then dad wants to show up on the basketball court. Come on. When you get to the championship. Y'all don't want to be real with me on this morning. At the end of the day, you got to be careful for these people. And you got to be careful not to be one of those people that, that discriminate against people based upon where they are right now. Because some of the people that are in the bottom of your Jenga pile, you need to take them and unapologetically place them on the top in your life and that's why discernment is important come on somebody discernment is so imperative because you have to be able by God's grace to be able to seek and to be able to ask God and say hey God where should people be in my life at this point are you with me we often show partiality based on this. And the fact of the matter is, you know, we talk about this story often because, you know, this is why, this is why when it is that, Sam, that Samuel, the prophet Samuel, went to go to, uh, to, to find out the king for the next, uh, to the next king of Israel because God had rejected Saul because, who was the king at that time, because of his sin and his disobedience. What ends up happening is that God, that uh, the prophet goes to the house and he says hey I'm here to anoint the next king and we know that uh, that that the father named Jesse he brought out all of the people who looked the part who looked like they had the appearance of a king isn't that what we do often to, he brought all of those people out because they are the ones that look like we should take them out and put them on top of the pile and oftentimes it's those people that we pull out that makes the whole thing fall over because you place them and you position them just based on appearance come on somebody oh, I feel I can't jump too hard because I don't want this thing to fall over but I feel this thing just creeping up on me because it's some of y'all right now that are getting ready to marry the wrong joker just based upon looks oh my god hey 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 it might even be somebody in here who you might get ready to marry oh you know what type of job he has or some or some some dude out here talking about you know what type of job she has because you're looking to leech off somebody instead of being a man and being standing up and looking to be the provider come on somebody and being you're looking to leech off somebody and you're getting ready to jump into a relationship with some joker just because he got some muscles I'm not talking about you, Antoine and Sylvia. <laughs> Antoine's, a, Antoine's an incredible dude. I don't want him to beat me up after church. Be like, yo, pastor, you, you up here talking about me, fam. No, I'm not. He's an incredible dude. So look. But many of y'all, you just, look at, I'm telling you, it's some dudes right now. I'm so glad that my wife was able to look beyond the craziness that I, I didn't have a lot of money. Come on, somebody. I didn't have a lot of money when I got with my wife. And when we were there, and, and trust me, it's not even over yet. Come on, 13 years in. And she'll tell you, she looks at me often and she goes, babe, I had no clue that you were who I was marrying. I had no clue that all these people were going to come to the Lord. I had no clue that all of this stuff was going to happen. And I'm so glad that she had this 
discernment enough that she had a relationship with God. I feel the Holy Ghost creeping up on me in this moment to let somebody know that there are some of you that are getting ready to make a crazy decision because you're not using discernment, but you're going based on appearance. The Bible said in that text that there was one who was in the back. Come on. Who was not numbered among those who brought he was who were brought out based upon their appearance, based upon their stature, who actually was a bottle boy. Come on, somebody. He was used to go and carry some literal bun and cheese for the mandem as they were out fighting. But God ends up using him not just to defeat the enemy of the people of God, but God was raising him up and anointing him. The guy who was in the back smelling like sheep. Come on, somebody. God ends up using him to be able to be the king that goes forward and I don't know who I came to preach to on today but there are many of you who have been denying people access into your life and you've only been including people based upon their title based upon their degrees based upon their financial status and God is saying it's time for us to cut that off from our generations it's time for us to stop being superficial and just looking I know they gotta look nice I'm not telling you go marry some ugly person or someone who's not attracted to you no that's not what I'm saying or that you're not attracted to but what I'm saying is that it has to be more than just superficial attraction who's with me yo yo fam I need some people I, I need some people that got more than money in my life come on how many of you know that money does not fix everything come on somebody and it's some of y'all you just connecting to people like I said because you need to have some ride or die people in your life come on you got to have some strategic people I got some friends in my life that I am so grateful for I've been rejected by quite a few people I wonder if there's anybody that has not been popular with everyone but I'm so glad that even though I've been rejected by some that I got some friends that stick closer than a brother i heard the text say that a man that has that has too many companions comes to ruin come on or may come to ruin but there is a friend that sticks closer than a brother and i'm grateful for the people that i get to have in my life that are able to help me to build my life and it's symbiotic it's not just me taking but we help one another we all are part of the same puzzle we're all a part of the same puzzle and we benefit one another. We go higher together based upon the way that we are positioned in each other's lives. I mean, somebody ought to give God praise in this moment who's excited that you're not just going higher, but because of your decisions. Come on, somebody. And the people you include, that we going higher together. Come on. In fact, look at somebody. Tell them we're going higher together. Come on. Tell them we're going higher. You better put some caffeine in that voice. Come on. Give somebody a dap. Tell them we're going higher together. I'm not jealous of you. I'm not mad that you're going higher because when you go up, I go up. Come on, somebody. When you weep, I weep. Come on. When you rejoice, I rejoice. Where there's victory there's victory in my house if it's victory in your house because as you go higher I look 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 here it is here it is so we can't just go based exclusively on the outward appearance who's with me still I only got a few more minutes so I want to help you with this not only this not only this as you continue to talk about this can I just give you point number two as you're talking about, as you're thinking about 
considering to connect yourself or even for yourself putting yourself and making yourself available to be able to be in people's lives even here at serve city if i can just be honest some of you you showed up and you're like you know what man pastor andrew i would love to get baptized but you know what i'm i'm an underdog i i don't have it all together come on there is imperfection in my life there is there is i've showed you don't even know what i did last summer come on you don't even know what i did last night come on if you knew who i I was kissing last night y'all don't, don't, don't want to be real if you knew whose bed i was in come on if you knew what i drank last night can i just be real some of y'all looking at me crazy we keep it real in here in here if you're like if you knew what i was doing last night what i was talking about the mistake that i made you would not when i'm telling you this that's why we say no perfect people a lot i'm so glad that god accepts imperfect people because i wouldn't be able to stand up here right now any witnesses y'all gonna look at me with your same Sanctimonious smiles on and smirks on looking like mm -hmm, that's the pastor yes this is the pastor and I'm so glad for the grace of God because if it wasn't for his grace and many of you you feel imperfect and you feel like you can't be used by God and I'm telling you this is the perfect church for imperfect people and that's why we say welcome home come on somebody and some of you may feel unqualified or disqualified but can I give you point number two here it is, underdogs caped with imperfection are often the heroes in God's story. That's, a good, that's good enough to say it again. In fact, that's good enough for you to preach to your neighbor. Tell them neighbor, tell them neighbor, oh neighbor, underdogs caped with imperfection are often the heroes in God's story. Oh man, I love it when I look at all of the people who God used. For those of you who don't feel like you can help someone go higher, you're like, if they bring me to the top or if they put me in there, I'm imperfect. So I would just cause this thing to fall over. And I wonder if it's anybody in here that knows if it was not for the grace of God, there go you and there go I. I love when you think about it from the Old Testament on down. We find a guy like Abraham who was a liar, who was a planet worshiper that God called on to be the father of the faith that there is in the guy by the name of Moses who was a murderer who had a horrible beginning come on somebody who was in a basket ended up put in the water in a basket and abandoned by his mom in that moment and he ends up going through all sorts of crazy stuff and he has a stutter on top of all of that but God decides God decides that he is going to use him in this moment can I just talk about the underdogs and that God goes through he uses David who he says is a man after his own heart but David is a guy that goes and makes horrible decisions even as a king come on somebody that has a man's wife kill or has a woman's husband killed and has a baby out of wedlock for those who are in here and feel like it's over for you because you had a baby out of wedlock I can't tell you how many people I talk to that are like I got kicked out of church because I had a baby out of wedlock I'm not telling you to go and have children outside of marriage but even that I'm telling you I don't care what the church has told you is not the end for you who am i talking to because god often then when we get into the new testament we find people like peter that was a cuss bird and matthew who was a tax collector and were categorically known as individuals who were liars and were cheaters come on because of the way that they were and then we find paul in second corinthians chapter 12 who says that god's grace is sufficient for him and his strength is made perfect in his weakness and he goes on and says therefore 
therefore I will glory I will boast in my weakness because where I am weak come on there I am strong because God's strength is made perfect in our weakness and many of you you've been boasted in the stuff that you have all together but your cape is actually the areas where you're imperfect because you can't get any glory for the stuff that you do the, the stability that you bring to people's lives come on the stuff even as a pastor when people come and say thank you pastor for helping me I gotta say it's not me come on somebody because I know that if my cape was made of things that I could boast about that I would jack your lives up but I'm so glad because of the cape that it requires the wind of the Lord come on somebody in order to cause me to be able to fly into people's lives you see the imagery there to be able to helpful it's not because of my strength underdogs cape with imperfection underdogs caped with imperfection you may feel that way but that's not the case and this is why even in first Corinthians chapter 12 verse 12 through 26 the Apostle Paul he says that God places people in the body of Christ and when he places them in the body of Christ he says that he puts them there the way the the, the places strategically that they are supposed to be there and he says consequently the foot can't look at, look at the uh, the knee and say you're a waste you because the foot wouldn't be able to go nowhere if it didn't have a knee come on somebody to be able to help it to bend and for the leg to be able to take place you can't look at the eye and be like you're an eye you suck you know the, because the the eyes help the body go forward all of us are a part of this Jenga puzzle are you with me this morning and we all play a part and consequently write it down remember first Corinthians 12 verse 12 through 26 we cannot show part partiality to people based on their presence or their appearance he says and he goes on and says we should even show more honor to the things that are not comely are not overt are not out there because they need extra strength in that moment how many of you know that and i say this in next steps you should come to next steps shameless plug after service we're going to talk about it some more but we talk about this you know the fact is when it comes to the body of christ uh, you know when we look at you i look at charlene right now and i see charlene's arm but charlene can live without an arm god forbid no she's not gonna lose no arm i look at leon leon can live without a foot come on leon can live without an eye in fact my dad does not have a lost one of his eyes and he is fine and he is living and he is in this position but there are parts of the body that we can't see right now come on somebody you can live without a leg but you can't live without a heart come on <laughs> and there are many people in the body of Christ and we show partiality to them or we're discriminative towards them and we hinder them from going forward based upon their appearance or their lack of being overt when in actuality sometimes the greatest driving there are people in this church that do some incredible stuff in this house that many of you have never even seen up front many of you don't even know their names and they are serving and in the house in a massive way and you don't even know about them because how many of you know that impact is not always based upon appearance? Are y'all with me this morning? So underdogs, cape with imperfection, are often the heroes in God's story. There's a story in Luke chapter 10, verse 25 through 37. Write it down and check it out later. And this story is a story of a good Samaritan. The Samaritans were individual in a Jewish context in which the Bible was written. Samaritans were seen as mixed breed in the people. And how many of you have heard of the Good Samaritan? 
In fact, it's a story that, you know, and it's a statement that we use to talk about people who go and help others. And this is an actual story in scripture. If you look, I'm not going to read through it because of sake of time, but Luke chapter 10, verse 25 through 37, this story is powerful. And basically a Jewish guy who is, the Jews were accepted and popular in that time. The Jewish guy, he, uh, he got hurt and he was by the wayside. And then uh, a, a Samaritan, a good Samaritan, someone who was looked down upon by Jewish people in that time as a mixed breed person and all this stuff and lesser than the Jews. God uses a Samaritan to be the individual that goes and helps the Jewish guy who was who was there. The people who should have helped him, even his own brethren them, crossed to the other side of the street when they saw him and they left him there for dead. Come on somebody. And so it was a Samaritan that God uses in that moment to go and help that guy who was in need and so in this moment this is an example of how God is showing us how he often uses the underdog or the people that are marginalized or the people that are criticized or the people that are not necessarily regarded as those who have the strength and or the ability or the desire even to be able to help to do oftentimes the greatest work in our lives he uses a Samaritan the underdog and I'm almost done. Are you still with me? Here we go. Point number three. As you're thinking about elevating people and you're thinking about putting people where it is that you need them to be in your life and where you need to be in their life. Here it is. Point number three. Two quick ones for you. Don't elevate people in your life who you have to force to like you. <laughs> Let, let, let me say that again. In fact, in fact, we could close it right there, you know, because don't elevate people in your life who you have to force to like you. Listen, man, like I told you, I'm grown, fam. I'm a grown tail man at this point, right? We are grown in these streets. And consequently, I am not going to get anybody. I'm not trying to force nobody, man, not one person to try to like me another day in my life. I, if you don't like me for who I am and who God's called me to be, go away, my fam. You are not going to be, y'all don't want to be real with me today because I'm not spending my energy trying to force you to like me. Come on. And many of you you've been spending your time trying to force and coerce and be like Steve Urkel and trying to make Laura fall in love with you when in fact come on somebody when God had many times the reason why it's not working is because he hasn't called that person to be in your life come on I don't care if they're best friends with Susie even though they're best friends with Susie and God has blessed Susie's life because they're there and they're on top in Susie's life that does not mean that they're supposed to be best friends with you even though Facebook we have mutual friends don't mean that I need to have that person as a friend in my life so don't stop trying to force people to like you stop trying to force people to get to the place where they are with you with you because that you know there are many of and, and, and really and truly people that you gotta force to get to like you they're not gonna have your back when you need it come on somebody you need people in your life that you know like you people in your life that you know have your back people in your life that you know that are going to be with you come on i don't people that you force to like you people that you force to be in your life i don't know who i'm ministering to on this morning but someone needed to hear this today because because you're wondering why people when hard times happen why they all run out your life there are people in here today you're like you know what though there are folks that run out of my life whenever hard times show up and oftentimes it's because it's people that you were 
were begging to be in there in the first place. And so the fire was, they were just looking and waiting for an excuse to get out. I want people in my life that I know that they're going to stick closer than a brother. They're going to be in there, that they're going to be a part of it. Come on in the dynamic. And I'm talking especially about those who we include in our inner circle. I know there are people that are just acquaintances, but there are many of us that you bring in people into your faith five and in your inner circle that you've been forcing. If you're that close to me, come on, somebody. I should not still be begging you to be my friend and to like me. And I believe it. You know, if you be yourself long enough, at some point you'll come in style. It's many people who made fun of a lot of people and didn't like people and talked about them. Now you buying their clothes. And here it is. I'll even say this. You know, God, God will reveal to us where people are in your life, in our lives. You know, you don't have to. This is the thing. Because some of you, you're like, well, pastor, I don't know where I'm supposed to be or where people are supposed to be in my life. And I'm here to tell you, fam, like God will reveal it to you if you ask him. And we are in such a generation that is so much about getting things quickly that we are unwilling to surrender to God's timeline. And God's desire is for you to build a strong life, not to just get a flash in the pan and it falls over. And this is why you and I, we got to get to the place where we surrender to God's timeline. How many of you know you don't have to force a rock to sink in water? If you put a rock in water, guess what's going to happen? It's going to sink. And if you wait long enough, I'm just, I hope you're grabbing this. If you, if you wait long enough, if you wait long enough, if you, you before, even if you got to put a pause on some people connecting with you or you connecting with people, you got, God will reveal, God will give discernment. God will give understanding as it pertains to this. And then the last point I got for you, here it is. Are you ready for the last one? Here it is. Watch this. When people show you who they are, believe and treat them accordingly. When people show you who they are, believe and treat them accordingly. I'm not telling you to be out here on some big judgmental tip. Like I told you, you're not better than anybody. We are all are on the same. But there are many of you who people have shown you time and time again who they are. And you continue to make excuses for them. You continue to try and force them or make them into something else in your life. Or you are not aware of this fact. And consequently, stuff has been toppling over in your life because of the fact that you won't believe the joker when he shows you that he's a joker. When God reveals or when people show you who they are, believe them and trust and know that there are more folks beyond that one block it's plenty fishes in the sea. It's plenty, it's plenty blocks in the jangle puzzle. And if you got to wait for another one, trust me, it's another blue box in there someplace. And so you got to get to the place where we allow God to reveal. And then when it's revealed that we don't try to change stuff, but that we indeed trust what we're shown. If indeed it is your desire to go to the next level come on somebody if that message bless you today go ahead and give god some praise in this moment